Ah, uh, yes, ladies and gentlemen, it's Wrestling Inc. Raw After Show, but this isn't just any old Raw After Show. This is the show that comes right after SummerSlam, the sixth biggest show of the year for WWE, and I am not alone. I'm Jack Farmer, by the way. I'm here with Chuck Carroll and Raj Geary. Guys, what a crazy weekend of pro wrestling we just got done with. And Raj, it continues. Yeah. <laughs> I will say that there was uh, quite a bit coming out of tonight's Raw. Like it, hate it, whatever. There's plenty to talk about. Yeah, yeah. And it's been it's been nonstop. It's going to be nonstop. But you, as we speak, NXT, they're recording tonight and tomorrow night. They're doing three weeks worth of TV tonight and tomorrow. And uh, after those three weeks is pretty much when we're going to see the new NXT. And um, yeah, so the NXT, as we know, it's going to be changed yeah, I mean, Raj, you've been going nonstop for like 14 days, it seems like, with nonstop news happening uh, all around the pro wrestling world. When are you taking a break? Um, I'm, I wish soon. <laughs> uh, maybe Thursday. It seems like there's been some big piece of news literally every single day for the past couple of uh, last week here. Um, uh, in the chat, Jackson Darkness Gaming, though, says, Raj, please make him curse. He's too positive. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm trying to keep that kids kid friendly rating for as long as we can. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, we 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 kept it at an R rating on Saturday, so mm-hmm. no doubt, no there doubt. Was... One more F bomb, it would have been NC 17, right. <laughs> right on the cusp, yeah. Yeah, SummerSlam was a interesting, interesting night of uh, of pro wrestling there. Uh, but um, you know, let's 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 just get into it. Let's talk about it. We, I think people have had a chance to settle in and find their seats. The big news coming out of SummerSlam, I think the thing that has everyone a buzz, everyone talking, is the return of Becky Lynch coming back. And getting a title shot, not only getting the title shot, but making the most of it, getting the win over Bianca Belair. And there are rumors and murmurs that Becky Lynch is now going to be presented as a heel. Raj, you're the one with all the insider information. Uh, what's going on with Becky Lynch? Yeah, apparently they're going to go with her as a heel. And um, apparently, according to, uh, I believe it was the Observer, that it was Becky's idea and they they agreed with it. Obviously, even if someone comes to you with an idea that doesn't make sense, you, can, you know Vince can veto it. Um, I just think this is going to be bad for Bianca. I think turning Becky heel, no one's going to want to boo her right now, and they're going to cheer her because she's kind of heelish as it is. Her character it's that kind of uh, you know kind of that old Austin character where you don't trust her. She doesn't need anyone. She's kind of a loner. And so when she's doing her heelish things, I could see people turning on Bianca and cheering her. I just think it's a it's a bad move. I think beating Bianca in three seconds or whatever it was was a bad move. Uh, and yeah, the Becky thing is mind boggling because she is the most popular full time performer, arguably. I, I I can't think of who else would be up there. And when they're sorely lacking baby faces right now, why turn her heel? I, I don't know if maybe she saw Roman Reigns and just the success he's had and said, hey, I want to cash in on that too. But it, I don't know. You, this just seemed weird to me. Chuck, uh, I know you chatted about it. Uh, you were on the SummerSlam after show 
I was, as, yeah. And, and a matter yeah. of fact, I was like, she's going heel, and and Glenn <laughs> and Raj were like, the hell she is, no way she's going heel, huh? Right, that is true. Here's the thing with WWE, uh, you know, Mr. Farmer here just hit the nail on the head, right? They do something that works once with Roman Reigns taking this ultra popular babyface, turning him heel. So, of course, they're going to go back to the well and they're going to keep going back to the well, because if it works once, why won't it work a million other times? So let's go ahead and do this with Becky Lynch right here, right now. There are conflicting reports as to whose idea this was. Somebody said it was Vince's idea. The Observer today now reporting that this was Becky's idea. Regardless, she's going down the dark path, turning heel. It'll be really interesting to see how long it takes the fans to really accept her as this heel. I think just kind of like it did with Roman and, and the little kids, it's going to take some time to get people to really hate her thoroughly. But Raj, also, as you said, this just sucks for Bianca. There's a no, no win scenario for her here. Yeah, yeah, I, I just don't, uh, I don't see this going on. Plus, you just had Sasha turn heel. So you already turned one of your top female stars in the company heel. I don't know if, you know, I don't think you need to. So I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see how it plays out. But just when you have someone that's a hot baby face, when you don't have any other hot baby faces other than RK bro, um, just seems like a bad idea. It felt very much like the wind was let out of the, out a little bit when that happened i not even that bianca lost but just the fact that it was such a quick dominating victory over her and it, i don't know as a fan it made me feel weird because i like both of them and so i wanted to be super excited about becky lynch but at the same time i felt like oh that stinks and it made it hard for me to be excited about it which is probably what they're saying oh good that means she's she's being a villain but not i, I don't know i didn't feel like it was in the right way if that makes sense to me i just it felt bad. I didn't like it. Yeah, I mean, I felt like the way it was done, Becky had to win. Like, she had yeah. to win the title. But doing it in 30 seconds, whether it helps her heel persona or not, I still think it hurts Bianca. And Bianca is kind of your top baby face. So, yeah. you know, again, people bring up, oh, Triple H jobbed Ultimate Warrior. Well, he wasn't champion at that time. And trust me, when Triple H was champion uh, early on, when he was in his first title reign, he would not be losing like that. Um you know, right off the bat. So, uh, you know, these things matter and you got to protect the people that you're trying to elevate. And they'd been doing a good job with Bianca. And then that j they just made her look like a chump too soon. Once you're established like Brock with Goldberg, when he lost in 90 seconds, once you're established like Brock, yes, you can lose like that. It doesn't mean anything, but she's not yet. And she's yeah, on the rise. Raj, how many times in WWE have you used those two words? I will say they are the two most famous words in sports entertainment. Too soon. WWE rushes things, oh. and it just destroys careers straight up. They are going to have to fight and claw to save Bianca Belair because she looks like an absolute chump. After fighting and clawing her way to the top, she's at the bottom of the mountain again. I don't care. A, a cheap shot straight into the pinfall uh, after Belair. Becky's finisher, man. Where where do you go from there? You're not a viable champion. You look weak, super weak. And it just, like we said Saturday, man, they did Bianca dirty. And honestly, the way that this is playing out, I think that Becky's going to come out looking like garbage as well. We'll see. You know, the one thing is sometimes the fans will take over. You know, when Daniel Bryan lost to Sheamus in 10 seconds or whatever, um, the intent there wasn't to turn Daniel Bryan babyface and for fans to turn on Sheamus. It was to build Sheamus and have a quick match 
And uh, but the fans ultimately sided with Daniel Bryan, and he he became a, a big babyface after that. So you know maybe if they do respond well to Bianca and get behind her, that's one thing. But the problem is Becky is just so damn popular. I don't see them booing her and and, and siding with Bianca in this feud. So we'll see. I do want to pour one out for Carmella real quick in this whole situation. <laughs> Not getting any love. She didn't. That didn't, she didn't deserve that. She didn't need that to happen. I mean, it's like Sasha Banks isn't here. Send out Carmella. And by the way, Carmella's getting punked too. Well, uh, yeah. The idea was to get the crowd really mad and disappointed, and then it's even that much more of a surprise. Which right. But I, Okay. Yeah, <laughs> poor, poor Carmella. But anyways, uh, DJ in the chat says, "Hey guys, one positive thing to think about: how bad lazy WWE has been for quite some time. At least we get to hear Conrad yell at Bruce about it in ten years or so on their podcast. <laughs> Some, something to look forward to. <laughs> it's all being built to this. You guys got to be patient. It's all about the podcasts. Uh, we also have uh, in the." In the chat here, sorry, I lost my spot here. Uh, Jackson Darkness Gaming says, "Oh, okay, Jack. So, <laughs> Rip Ass is the new team. <laughs> <laughs> Rip Ass. <laughs> hey, uh, if it was the Attitude Era, they would have went with that. <laughs> oh, that's so great. Uh, I appreciate that one. Yeah, I feel I like Nia Jack should be a part of that group too. If uh, with her old catchphrase." Um, with our old, my whole catchphrase. Right. But uh, Stellar Justin Lopez says, that was horrible booking. The crowd didn't pop. They were in shock. It took us until Edge's entrance to get back into the show. Uh, something that was interesting, and maybe I'll just kind of talk to you guys about this now, is uh, during the show today, they kept showing stills from the uh, from SummerSlam. And it's very interesting hearing the crowd react to the different images and how for like when it shows a picture of Edge, everyone cheers. And then when it showed certain people, it got dead silent. Uh, just kind of interesting to see. You could kind of hear how people were reacting in real time during that. Who, who'd you hear them go dead silent for? Uh, it's It seemed like they got, well, they got really silent for the uh, Gables, the, the Olympic gold medalist that was there uh-huh. uh, when he was there. I think they got quiet when they showed Becky Lynch too. or It didn't seem as cheer, cheery as I would have expected hmm. uh, for her. But... Uh, Krana Shaw says, AEW Punk, SmackDown, Becky, Brock, Raw, Logan, Paul. (laughs) All big, all big legends in the pro wrestling. (laughs) Oddly enough, Logan Paul might be the... eh, No, well... (laughs) He, he has the best pay-per-view track record so far this year. This does, you know, but... Uh, So then uh, Jax in the chat says... (laughs) Shit is allowed on cable ah, in every dictionary. He said it. <laughs> say it, Jack. Say it. By the way, Raj, I'm agreeing on your tweet. I say this RK bro to last. I want this RK oh, bro to last. Yeah. Me too. You uh, got him to say it. He said it. I said it. So we got you, Jack. <laughs> if it's in the chat, I got to say it. Uh, Jackson Darkness Gaming says, Raj, please get merch that says Drunk Raj rules. <laughs> yes. Yes. I will be the first to buy the T-shirt. <laughs> And you got to get it because we always call you NWO Raj. So it's got to be lowercase d, uppercase r, lowercase. Yeah, because NWO is trademarked. They can't do yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just make it a little different. So, yeah, I could, but I could do the styling. Yeah. Sam Austin says WWE gives fans what they think they'll 
come to want rather than what they actually want. You want heel Roman, ultra face, want face Becky heel. Um, they do that a lot. I got to agree. Yeah. I mean, Roman, people wanted him heel for years and they didn't do it. And then they finally do it. And he's the hottest thing in the company. So it was clear um, that he was better off that way. Yeah. yeah, but they weren't exactly clamoring here for Becky to go heel. That's the right. huge difference. And and that's why I really think this thing is it's just doomed. I, I think that they did a, a whole lot of people dirty. Yeah, and, and, and we'll come back to it in, in a couple months and see. But I think I it's mean, a yeah. bad idea. I mean, it might be like Roman Reigns where, yeah, a couple months from now, we're like, oh, this is the greatest thing going good on them. Mm. But right now it just feels like, I don't like it. I did. It felt very depressing when I went in. And Roman, you know, that was Roman. Though, as soon as he turned heel, I think everyone liked it. It was kind of, you know, it was interesting. Yeah. So we'll see. Mike R says, "Not a fan of Becky beating a credible star like Bianca. Could have faced off and set up a feud." P.S. Raj, any chance seeing Russo again on the pod? Oh. Um. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't watch Raw anymore, so <laughs> that's always a thing. Like, and, and and he's got his own uh, network, but um, it, yeah, for sure. I mean, we 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 still talk and everything. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then Joel Wood says, according to Ryan Satin, who was there, the image of Becky beating Bianca received a lot of boos. Yeah, it was interesting on TV. It it almost seemed like she was getting cheered, but then the people I heard in the buildings were saying the same. Like it was quiet or booze or just like surprise. Not not, not the jubilation that you'd you'd think with Becky's return. I think WWE was manipulating fan sound quite a bit on Raw this evening, no doubt. If you look at the crowd reactions, even during the matches, that sound did not sync up with those visuals whatsoever. San Diego at times was sitting on their hands, and here the production team is piping in sound that makes it sound like they're all on their feet cheering, going crazy. And uh, yeah, that didn't exactly match up. So I think that that's what the disconnect here is with the uh, stills as well. Yeah, that's going to be one of the bad habits they picked up from the Thunderdome is doing the the sweet and the the sweetened crowd noise on the fly you know you before you do that in post now they're doing it on the fly and they like it so they're not getting rid of it and it gets rid you know one of the biggest problems with wwe uh the product right now to me is how overproduced it is and it just doesn't have that cool organic feel because it feels so overproduced and uh you could just tell the difference you could tell the difference listening to it, it, other wrestling shows that don't do this and you know and raw yeah i agreed and uh jared in the chat says uh it's baron corbin's time you can't root against someone who's down and out and climb and come back down and out the climb and comeback starts now corbin 2022 is on i kind of agree like i'm kind of rooting for baron corbin <laughs> right now i want him to i want him to do okay i want him to make it back are you guys uh we saw him for a second, but do you guys have any thoughts on Baron Corbin? I like the direction that this character is going. It uh, it took a second to grow on me, but he's doing this so well, and it's so much better than what we saw from him for so many years in a row. Like his character had grown stale, and this is one reset that absolutely works. I'm invested in him, and if I see him on the street, I'm going to give him a dollar. 
he's playing it great. I mean, it's one of those things, as long as you don't think about it, because on the other hand, it's like, shouldn't WWE be paying him? (laughs) You know, taxes, they don't take all your money if you owe back taxes. Uh, You you should be able to keep some of your income. But outside of that, uh, I think he's playing it great. And he's one of the he's one of the more entertaining things. Again, SmackDown is so overloaded when you think about it. Now with Becky on there, Brock Lesnar's now on SmackDown, and then you got Roman, Finn Balor, um, Edge. It's just so loaded over on that side compared to Raw. And and that show tonight when you had, gosh, we had like six matches maybe the whole night, and uh, you know the Bobby Lashley, Damian Priest, all that stuff took forty five minutes. Xavier Woods with the Miz and Morrison, that took about 30 minutes. So they, they need help. Yeah. <laughs> I think Baron Corbin is one of the most underappreciated wrestlers in WWE. They, they, we always talk about what wrestlers get handed bad stuff. Look at some of the stuff he's been given over the years. And he just always just runs with it the best he can. I think we don't appreciate Baron Corbin enough. Baron Corbin, I appreciate you. Uh, I like uh, this character. He <laughs> says, do uh, Goldberg and Lesnar go over at Crown Jewel? No, I don't think so. Yeah, I no, you, you can't take the title off of Roman right now. Um, and sh- no, Goldberg. No, no, no. I mean, I guess you could and then have the, the rubber match at, you know, uh, SummerSlam, just because they have no one for Lashley is the one thing right now. It kind of looks like they're going with Damian Priest. I don't see Damian Priest beating Lashley. It's a little soon. And who else do you got? You can't do Drew again. Even tonight, anytime they were in the ring together, and Drew is great, Lashley's great, but when they were in the ring together, it's just like, oh my God, I've seen this 40 times so far this year. Um, it's, it's like, who else do you got? Carry and Cross, they're doing the quick build. Watch. <laughs> yeah. We'll get to him. Oh, yeah. please, can we? Yeah, we've got, we've got, we're going to talk about Lord Humongous when we get to it. <laughs> Joel, Joel Wood says the gimmick isn't that he didn't have money, it's that he was living beyond his means. Apparently, being king pays more than being a regular superstar. Right. Uh, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think the, the king bonus shows up on the, the paycheck? <laughs> I mean, you, that's what you get for being king of the ring, right? I you know, know, I do think it's bad. Not not bad. I, I think it's. Um, I feel like that money is a thing that they could use way more often in wrestling storylines because it's things that people get, and it, you know, and it's like, you know, uh, the winner gets double the pay, or you know, I just feel like that could be used in storylines way more often. Yeah, very easily too. As long as long as it's believable. Like, I've always thought building up to the drafts and things, like, why don't you have Ricochet and Umberto Carrillo go out there saying, I'm trying to improve my draft stock so I get paid more if I get drafted higher or something. Right. Now it's just well, a throwaway match that has, I mean, it doesn't really mean anything, but you make it feel like it means something. Right. Like, yeah. Oh, we even have Roman, you know, being like, uh, Brock's back. I'm not facing him until I'm making more than Brock. And, you know, just stuff like that people can get. And it's just uh, just adds a different layer to, to what we always see. And that's not that far off if you look at other pro sports and holdouts yeah. and things like that. Contracts are always a, a big deal, man. So I actually like that idea quite a bit. Let's start a hashtag campaign to get this one uh, brought to life, man. I'm <laughs> loving this idea. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, to your point, other sports, I mean, I feel like that's something that happens in MMA all the time is people fighting, or boxing at least, people fighting about what percent of the cut they're going to get and all this stuff. And it's, it, it doesn't cost, really cost anything. It's very simple. 
It's right. just put, put over by the uh, announcers. Bing, bang, boom. A match that doesn't mean anything feels like it means something. Yeah. Um, King Rail says, Roman turning heel made complete sense. They job out Carmella, buried Bianca, and turned fans on Becky all in one segment. That made no sense. Can't argue with that. Roman, it did make sense because he was... I mean, granted, at that... I mean, right at that stage, it was when they finally have full control of the crowd with the Thunderdome. Then they turn him. But uh, even before that, he was starting to get booed again. When he came back from cancer, he was cheered, you know, pretty much nonstop. But it wasn't like um, it was dissipating. And I think now I don't think I can argue with the choice of with him turning heel. I mean, I think with him, too, like he came back and it wasn't specifically I'm a bad guy. Right. It was just. He was acting a little different, and then slowly we learned what he is. Like, you could have done something similar, Becky. They could have had a banger match. Then, you know, on SmackDown, she comes out as kind of a jerk and let us slowly learn that instead of, I don't know. She doesn't seem necessarily like Maybe that's what they will do. It's just got leaked that, you know. Um, eh, maybe. Um, they sh- uh, and then Nathaniel Cook says, they should sell the Corbin white button shirt with the stain on WWE shop. <laughs> Easy sell out. He's the second hottest full-time star on SmackDown other than Reigns. Uh, I can see it. I can you, absolutely see it. Could you imagine being that guy that has to spend all day putting mustard on shirts? <laughs> <laughs> I like that it's real mustard. You need like to do real mustard so you get the smell and everything. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I got to eat another hot dog so it drips naturally. <laughs> <laughs> and they can sell a French sponsorship too, right? So it, it all works out. Everybody's falling ass backwards into cash, man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, see, Nick Khan, we're helping you out here on wrestling. Inc. We're showing Uncle you how to, how to do these things. Well, uh, a place that doesn't seem to need much help is AEW Rampage. They are killing it in the ratings. Friday's live AEW Rampage episode drew 1.129 million viewers on TNT, according to Nielsen, via Brandon Thurston of WrestleNomics. This is up 52.5% from last week's Rampage premiere, which drew 740,000 viewers. Friday's Rampage episode drew a 0.53 rating in the 18 to 49 demo, which is up 76.6% from the last week's episode. Uh, opening quarter hour punk appearance was watched by 1.34 million viewers with 842,000 of those in the 18 to 49 key demo for a rating of 0.65. Um, Chuck, we'll start with you, but I just want to say, first and foremost, the thing that really stood out to me that I, I think is really impressive for AEW is how many of those viewers stayed the whole show. Absolutely. And I think, well, part of that is the fact that Punk took up half of the entire show, and then you have three quick matches after that, all of which, you know, are, are decent matches and worth sticking around for. I think the Jungle Boy uh, is, is a draw by himself, so maybe they stuck around for for that but i mean there's just so much intrigue so much interest there maybe are they going to do something else with punk at the end of the show i don't know but it also speaks to the power of a one hour show you're not wearing anybody out you guys think about how much they actually crammed into just one hour and how great that one hour is as opposed to having three hours full of fluff and crap that we have to watch every monday night my hat is off to aew through and through all the way around they would have been number one for the night had it not been for an NFL preseason game on cable. And uh, 
there's no shame in finishing second to the NFL. I don't care what program you are. If you're wrestling, if you're Murder, She Wrote on the Hallmark Channel, it doesn't matter. Finishing second to the NFL is a hell of a feat. So, I mean, just a great job all the way around. Yeah, that .65 with the CM Punk quarter and 1.3 million viewers, 1.34. I mean, just to put it in context, and granted, this is only for the CM Punk quarter, not the whole show. Um but for that quarter, there's only been two episodes of Raw that have been beaten a .65 this year. And so that just shows how big that, that rating was. It, it beat SmackDown for the night in some demos. So, you know, again, this is CM Punk, his first time back in seven years. It was going to do huge. They, um, And it did, it did huge. I, st- I still think it would have done even bigger if they had announced it a week ahead of time. Because then you would have had all the media articles and then possibly getting some laps fans who stopped watching wrestling or no longer paying attention possibly seeing you know news stories on it and then tuning in as well but still that was huge that's probably you know who knows i i think that's probably as big as rampage is you know that's probably the ceiling for their rating this week is going to be taped it's going to be pretty much taped going forward outside of uh weekends when they when they have a pay-per-view but Punk's a difference maker, and I think this this episode of Dynamite, I think it's going to be really big. Yeah. I think it's a good message, too, for a lot of people, because obviously building up to this, there's a lot of chatter on Twitter about, it, but is he a uh, a star outside of wrestling? Is, is he going to move the needle, all these other things? And I think it's a good showing. You don't need to be a movie star or have been successful in MMA or, or be one of these other places to be a difference maker in pro wrestling. You could just need to be good at what you do once you're there. And I think CM Punk reminded a lot of people. I, I, I always liked CM Punk. I wasn't like the, the world's biggest CM Punk fan, but I always liked the guy. But just seeing him in there, I was like, this is a big moment. This feels big. This feels like it's going to matter. And, I mean, AEW feels like they, they knocked it out of the park with it. But yeah. to your point, also, I, I don't know if they'll ever beat that rating, that 1.341. Yeah, and, and as you know, we'll just have to see if the people that Punk brings in, are they – staying like how many of them are staying and, and sticking with the product and the the dynamite raise, rating goes from they're at around a million right now is what they've been doing the last couple of weeks now do they are they is 1.2 like kind of the bottom of what they're doing uh now with punk back 1.3 uh, you know we won't know that for a few weeks how many of those fans are staying how many just wanted to check it out now they've seen him and, and go so we'll give it a few weeks but i think if if it grows from there and then I think he is the biggest difference maker that they have, you know, and, and that's out there. I think he's bigger than Brian Danielson, Bray Wyatt, Adam Cole, Ric Flair, um, as far as a TV numbers mover. So we're going to see how much growth AEW you know, can expect in the next few weeks. But here's the thing. I think that you just rattle off that list of names that are reportedly coming to AEW, and it kind of gives me the thought that, yeah, okay, the the ratings are going to chip away just as they do um, over time. You know, so we've had the new surprise and it's cool. Everybody sticks around for a few weeks. It happens that there's a pay-per-view coming up in a few weeks as well. So AEW is going to maintain some of that viewership, but then it's going to start to erode. But then, boom, reportedly Daniel uh, Brian Danielson is going to be coming in. So you're going to see a little bit of a bump from that. So those viewers that you shed, they'll come right back. Plus, Brian Danielson's going to be bringing another group on top of that. So you're going to see that bump. It'll erode. Then Bray Wyatt reportedly 
same kind of pattern. I'm not sure that Ric Flair is going to move the needle, to be perfectly honest with you, but this is the path to growth for AEW. But my question beyond all of these acquisitions is how do you grow then? Because at some point you're going to run out of free agents to bring in. And if you're looking long term, I'm not trying to throw a bucket of cold water on everything. But long term, how do you sustain that growth? Well, I mean, I think um, a part of it is just what they do with them. You put them in hot angles, you put them in, uh, in you know, compelling storylines, and you build your current stars with that and, and make them into draws of their own. And that's that's the formula. You know? And I, I, I think, too, by having these different free agents, the way they're, it, it would appear that they're going to be coming in staggered, it does create that buzz. Who's going to turn up next? Kind of like the old Nitro. Like, who's going to be here next? Who's going to be the next person to show up? And that makes it fun and exciting. I think if you're one of those people who have been laughs, you go, man, this place seems like all this fun stuff keeps happening. Maybe I should check it out. And hopefully you lock those people in. And, you know, maybe you give people time off every now and again. Maybe you have a guy like Cody say, cool, I'm going to step away and do some stuff for a little bit. And then these guys are going to be here. And then when it's time for Punk to take a little break, that's when malachi black shows up or whatever the case is uh i don't know that's that's their job to figure out i just want it to be exciting so (laughs) um but chuck you know and raj you both mentioned a guy you both mentioned a name and joel wood actually asked about him in the chat he says raj before raw adam cole pinned a tweet of a gif of him doing his pose with the wwe logo at the bottom do you think there's any chance he stays uh, I have not heard of him signing with anyone, so there's definitely a chance. AEW, they, I don't know if, yeah, I guess they have teased in the past when someone becomes a free agent. Um, yeah, I, you know, because they, they have been teasing. Uh, the Young Bucks, they changed their bio to, you know, something that they've been doing with Adam, that they did with Adam Cole on their storylines on uh, on BTE. Yeah, there's definitely a chance. You know, he's done with NXT. So that, I mean, I think we knew that going in, that either he's going to the main roster or he's going to AEW. And those, you know, those are still the options until he officially signs. It'll be interesting to see how that one plays out because, you know, you you just had Tony Khan say, look, you know, we're not going to not deliver a surprise that you're expecting. And so if you're throwing out hints, like that you would think that they're going to deliver based off of Khan's remarks. Yeah. And it, you know, if AEW gets Adam Cole, I almost feel like you shouldn't do it yet. Um, you know, cause it's just punk is so much the story and he's going to be at least for the next few weeks that you bring in anyone else new during that time. It, it just gets watered down a little bit. You know, I, I don't know where he's going. Uh, you know, Fightful, I believe, was most recently saying that nothing's been signed uh, as of Sunday morning. With WWE. Uh, with WWE. I don't know. I still think he could stay with WWE. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I think it's 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 more fun whenever you imagine someone leaving. That's just a more fun thing to, to think about. Oh, what could they do? But I'm, if you're Adam Cole, you also got to be looking like WWE's been treating him pretty good. Mm-hmm. you know so far it's it, he's he's had a pretty good run there now i don't know what options are on the table for him but it would not shock me if he stayed and maybe became one of the guys on raw that maybe helped fill up some spots there but all right but serious question if he has not signed yet on the dotted line and he has a wwe contract in front of him and he watches raw tonight and he sees carrying cross does he think twice about pulling the top off of that pen and signing because i sure as hell would 
I think it depends how much how many zeros are on that contract. Right. You, know, you got enough you, know, you got enough zeros on that contract. I'll walk out there in suspenders and a weird helmet. <laughs> uh but uh, Kevin in the chat says the piped in noises. Bruce Pritchard likes that. LOL. Somebody does. Yeah. I, I, I mean, uh, I'm not a fan. I could imagine it'd be very tempting to mess with crowd responses like that and, and try to create your own responses if it, you know, could help your narrative. But, but when, you, you know, these crowds, if they're going to make noise anyway, just because it seems like they turned down the crowd so they could turn up their own noise. Mm-hmm. And that's a that's a problem. Yeah, it's it's I, I, I always like natural. I always think that just comes off better. But here we are. Uh, speaking of natural, you guys ready to do this show? You guys ready to talk about Raw? Uh, well, real quick, uh, King, King Rail says in the chat, if booked right, Cole can be this gen's HBK. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, he's he's I've never seen him let me down. Everything everything Adam Cole does, I love. He's got uh, he's got it all. The only thing he doesn't have is size. And in AEW, that doesn't matter as much. In WWE, you can overcome it, but it's an uphill battle. Um, you know, only a handful of people have been able to, but it can be done. He's the kind of guy that could do it. Yeah. Uh, Joel Wood says AEW has a lot of guys, top guys coming in. Look at the main event depth on Raw and SmackDown. There's an easier path, in my opinion. I don't know about SmackDown, but Raw for sure. SmackDown is loaded yeah. right now. Uh, but, uh, yeah, let's let's talk about this show. Let's talk about the top of the card, actually. Uh, before we actually talk about the show, I want to talk to you guys about something that's been very big in my life lately. It's been something that's helped me clean up a little bit. That's right. I am talking about Manscaped, you guys. Support for the Wrestling Inc. podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. They're the champions of the world. Manscaped offers precision-engineered precision tools for your family jewels. Manscaped just launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawn Mower 4.0. You heard that right, the 4.0. Join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you, 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code W-I-N-C-2-0. Uh, Roz, we talked about last week. Chuck, I don't know if you're on the Manscaped train, but it is awesome. I use it. I don't, I don't use the same buzzer for my face that I use for down below the waist, if you know what I mean. Uh, so, uh, well, last I, week... <laughs> Hey, I'll use it for my chest. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it works great. And you know what? There's two things that bug me. So, you know, look, let's pull back the curtain. You know, you got to say certain <laughs> things like get 20% off free shipping with code WINC20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use WINC20. Unlock your confidence with the new lawnmower 4.0 for Manscaped. Huge discount, but... Two things bother me about this. One, they don't talk about how comfortable their underwear is. I got a pair of their underwear, by the way. They've got some swag that is definitely worth checking out. And also, I'm not an expert, but I feel like if you're a lady, you could use this too. I think it would still work for you, even though it's you know marketed towards fellas. I think ladies should try it out as well. I think it's a good product. Absolutely. And uh, the T-shirt, too, that which is, you know, a, a great, you know, I, I sleep in it just because it's, uh, it's so soft. I've been using Manscaped for years. Love it. Use it on my chest, too. 
Um, Glenn tried it on his hair one time. It was, it was, it was you know, it's short. If you want to go short, you know, it, it, it yeah. works for that too. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, uh, and, and they have toners and and bombs and lotions. So they have all this stuff. So it keeps keeps you uh, clean and and feeling fresh down there. So uh, yeah. I gotta say, and and look. I know, maybe TMI, but we've all been locked up, quarantined, and socially distanced for a year and a half. I know some of you have been slacking in that department. You got to clean it up before you head out into the world. That's all I'm Absolutely. saying. Do everyone a favor. Absolutely. <laughs> They'll appreciate that. it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> They'll appreciate I think what, what's the uh, other commercial? She'll like it too. What's the, uh, what's the ba- uh, who's the baseball guy? Big Hurt. Uh, oh, that uh, oh, like <laughs> TRT uh, booster or something. Yeah. Uh, in any case, 20% off and free shipping, W-I-N-C at manscaped.com. You guys definitely got to check it out. Uh, King Rail says, smile, Chuck, LOL, you have on your title game face. I, I, I just don't know where to go with the manscaping <laughs> conversation, in all honesty. I'm, I'm apparently the only one in this conversation that has not tried it. And the reason why my face is so stoic right now is because I'm thinking of all the times that I've nicked myself below the waist and how much that absolutely sucks. And I'm hearing Raj talk about how he's been using this for years. I didn't say for years. I didn't hear him say for years I've been getting nicks down there. No, but my dumb ass who has not used this has gotten, you know, all cut up down there and I'm tired of it. And so that's why I have the stoic face. I think it's time to get on board that manscape train, man. It's even got a little light on there to make it super easy, by the way. Chuck, I know you're going to love it when you check it out. Everyone in the chat, check it out as well. It's definitely a great product. But it's time to move on to Raw, you guys. It's time to talk about what we're here for. 37 minutes in, we're, let's, are you guys ready to talk about this show? Let's do it. Um, I want to start. We'll start with just straight up from the beginning. MVP and Bobby Lashley come out. They run down Goldberg. They run down the crowd. Everybody's cowards. But Damian Priest shows up and says he's not a coward. They throw hands. They get into a match. Uh, and uh, and then, of course, that changed into a tag team match with Sheamus and Drew McIntyre involved. Uh, Chuck, I, for one, love this because I felt like it had a, it gave a lot of different people kind of rubbing up with the world's champ in the ring, kind of getting together, showing that they deserve to be in that title picture conversation. Uh, and, uh, you know, it, it wasn't mind blown, but I thought it was great. What did you think of this opening part of the show? Not bad. I was a little bit nervous for Damian Priest because I was like, oh, crap, are they really rushing him into the the big title picture already after just giving him the U.S. title over the weekend at SummerSlam? I was like, this is too much too soon because there's no way he's going to go over Bobby Lashley and that's just going to kill his momentum. So then when everybody else got involved in the fracas, I kind of took a sigh of relief and I was feeling better about things. And then, you know, it wasn't too bad the way that things played out. It was your typical raw, let's build to a tag match kind of deal, but uh, all in all, not too bad. Yeah, they do. The, they just do that formula too much where, you know, mid match people run in for your DQ, another person runs in and then that leads to a tag match. So the one thing I, I did like is that it was something different with Lashley and Damien priest. It wasn't something we're, we've been seeing. We haven't seen you know, uh, mm-hmm. up until now. So I, I like that. I actually thought this, you know, I, I usually don't like beating the champion, but in this case, I almost feel like you could have had Damian Priest beat Lashley in, in a singles match because they need challengers for Lashley. And then that way, I think that's the match at extreme rules is Lashley and, and Damian Priest. And, um, 
if you do it, at least he has some credibility now. And it's not a throwaway match just for Lashley to get a big win. So I like that part. Once uh, Sheamus and Drew came in, then it kind of became the same old, same old. Because, you know, Sheamus and Damian Priest have been feuding for months. And, you know, God, Lashley and Drew have been feuding all year on and off. So, yeah, I, I liked it up until the tag match. By the time the tag match was over, we were at, you know, what, 45 minutes. So Lashley mm-hmm. just walked out. And it was Priest pinning Sheamus, I think, right? It was, or was uh, Drew. Drew, opinion. yeah. Uh, so for me, I guess the thing I really like most about this, and, and I understand, uh, Chuck, I understand your concerns with Damian Priest maybe getting there too quickly, but I felt like he belonged. Like when he was in the ring with Bobby Lashley and he was in the ring with Drew McIntyre, I felt like it didn't feel like a guy who's being pulled up to that level. It felt like a guy who fits in there, much like when you see a Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre. Both of them feel like they're on that top level. I felt like Damian Priest looked every bit a world champion caliber guy after this. Uh, Raj, do you agree? Absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I, and I could see him in that picture sooner rather than later. You just don't want to do it too soon. And I, I just have a feeling he's going to be losing this feud. So let's kind of protect him and not just bury him. Let's not do a, a, another Kofi Kingston with him. Are we sure, though, that this is how that's going to play out? No. Because, uh, you know, I, I'm I'm thinking I got the impression, you know, that it's going to be Sheamus and Lashley there for a hot minute. And maybe they're turning Sheamus back, babyface. I don't know. Um, but I'm hoping that that's the direction they go to because, I, I, you know, Damian Priest can take that step. But Raj, you said it. I said it, man. It's just a little bit too soon. So let's pump the brakes on that. Put Sheamus back in that title picture instead. And then revisit this down the line. I, I hope you're right. I, I just feel like why would they beat Sheamus? You know, he's he's losing a lot lately. And to be coming off these losses to go into a world title match. Again, it's kind of filler. It's not a big match. It's just something to do. Um, but... Just because they are beating him, to me, it seems like that's a TV match that they're going to do, like in a week or two, probably next week. Oh, they will. <laughs> yeah, they will. <laughs> and then it just just the way they were kind of, uh, you know, they they kept it on Lashley and, and Damian Priest at the end. It seemed like that was kind of more where they're headed, but but we'll see. Uh, well, something that isn't pumping the brakes and is moving along full all full full speed ahead. Dewdrop and Eva Marie, it's over. It's done. Dewdrop has broken away. She's keeping her name, though. Uh, says that she didn't come to Raw to get belittled, but then Eva Marie just beats the crap out of her. Uh, Chuck, how do you are, are you excited to see these two broken up? Did you want to see them stay together for a little bit longer? No, no, man. I, I'm I'm all for breaking this up. Um, you know, I, I really like the fact seeing Dewdrops stand on her own two feet. I hate the fact that she accepted the the Dewdrop name tonight. Essentially tonight, I you know I was like, please can we go back to Piper Niven? Apparently, that's just not going to be happening. I will say the one thing though, more than anything, that I took away from the segment. Call me crazy. That was the best I've seen Eva Marie do anything physical ever. And maybe it's because the segment was so short. It was just a couple of head slaps. Uh, into the traveling case that you know it was okay but i will take that any day over her having to work a match because like little little bits just little bits go a long way with eva marie yeah she's a great personality and and you know i think i thought she, i thought she was good in the role as like this bully manager but so, so <laughs> in a span of two months 
We have Eva Marie come back after, you know, a hiatus of years, uh, find a pupil, uh, start berating her. Uh, they do the dissension and then they do the split all in a span of two months. You know, usually that's like a year of storytelling, you know. So this wasn't exactly the Rockers uh, splitting up. But, um, yeah, it, it you know, it felt rushed. They never, they never first established their relationship um, and then started the dissension and then lead to a breakup. And so I, th- I just think it was very rushed. But still, the fact that it had been getting so much t- uh, TV time, and we're going to get to this later with Morrison and Miz, that they're blowing it off on a TV match next week as opposed to doing it on a pay-per-view. I think that's just the long-term storytelling is just dead. I, I agree with this being kind of quick compared to a lot of other things. But I also kind of think that they so- it sort of ran its course, too. I don't really know how many more weeks of them working together i would have wanted to see well, well it ran its course because they rushed into it right away like they never they were they said they had dissension the first week like yeah. they never built to getting to that point i have a feeling we're going to see eva marie start recruiting other people to sort of throw at dewdrop until yes. uh dewdrop gets to her chuck you agree i was just thinking the exact same thing and as a matter of fact that could be a good way to introduce uh maybe some new call-ups maybe some people who have been off of tv for a little while um not the biggest names in the world matter of fact one name i will call it right now one name that you may want to keep an eye on for this is Liv morgan Mm. yeah Liv morgan's kind of disappeared Liv morgan tony storm was there for a week kind of disappeared dana brooke um there's a lot of you know there's there's people you could do i i just think that the fans were booing dewdrop and she's been the baby face for months you know she's been the one bullied so they need to drop that name and um because that's just gonna kill her right off the bat yeah the the name's kind of silly hopefully she gets i don't think they're gonna drop it so hopefully she gets past it but I, Piper Niven feels like a name that works great but just call her Niven I know they love dropping name you know the first or last name if you don't want the Piper in there just call her Niven just call her something else yeah but Dewdrop you just can't take seriously Mm-mm. right what's who's the guy that said uh can you imagine them saying the world champion and right. then their name like world like the new champion Dewdrop sounds a little silly right as opposed to something else uh jared wilson in the chat says how great was the walter match what's his future um by the way i sing the praises of nxt uk it's a great show i think that's kind of what the nxt uk looks like every week by the way it's just two guys beating the crap out of each other uh do either of you guys watch nxt uk not regularly although every time i hear someone talk about it they're like dude you you need to watch this it's a fantastic program i just plum haven't had the time yeah, I keep up with it, but I don't, you know, like I'll I'll fast forward through it. Uh, you know, I, I watch it in bits and pieces. Same as Impact, but Thursdays are like the first day I get to like, yeah. you know, uh, hang out yeah. with the family and stuff. So right. uh, the family who needs family? No, <laughs> yeah, I know. it's like <laughs> who needs a real life. It's like God? I feel like I feel like I'm a wrestler traveling all week, even though we're in the same house. <laughs> you uh, know, like, but yeah, um, it's uh, Walter. I thought the Walter Dragon Walter's awesome. Was- was great uh this week they're gonna have two other big burly dudes just slug it out joe coffee and rampage brown so if you guys want to see more of more kind of matches where people leave with bruises all over their chest check it out but uh walter's great i i think everyone who knows him likes him anytime you change a brand in wwe though i always say it's a coin flip 
like doesn't matter who you are, what you are. If you move a brand, it's a coin flip, I think. So yeah. yep. we'll see. Uh, speaking of, of new brand coin flips, we have Ricochet taking on, and I don't know if, if I should stick with Lord Humongous. Uh, Demolition, Super Demolition Cross. Demolition Cross. <laughs> Lots of different names here to go with. Uh, fairly quick dominant win for uh, Action Smash here. Uh, <laughs> so we got to explain it to people because there are a lot of people that don't watch Raw that listen to us. Like a lot, like it's it, like that was something we found out like a year ago. Is how many people like listen to the our reviews and don't watch the show? But Carrying Cross, you you gotta check it out on Wrestling Inc. We got pictures of it. He comes out to this this mask that looks a lot like what Demolition used to wear, or Lord Humongous, um, and then he has these like suspenders that's uh, kind of similar to what Demolition would wear, you know connected to his tights these red like shiny suspenders um it looks so bad it looked like something and i I tweeted this it looked like something from 1995 when wwf was doing the salvatore sinceres and the phantasmo and all those stupid gimmicks it looked like something out of that the suspenders looked like they got them off a sexy fireman Halloween costume. (laughs) (laughs) Not far off. (laughs) Um, I feel so bad for Karrion Cross here because, like, it, it, it feels like they're trying to help him out, but at the same time, every time he comes out, you just think, no, that's not what we were looking for. Uh, Chuck, are you were you a fan of Karrion Cross uh, in NXT, and what are your thoughts of him on the main roster so far? Uh, yes, and he has been the drizzling S's on the main roster so far, and that is by no fault of his own. I mean, again, you have just taken somebody with so much talent as a proven commodity in NXT, your developmental system for the love of Pearl, and now you have taken him and you have ruined him um, in very quick fashion. And there is no coming back from that. What this reminded me of, and I was in the building the night that the Ascension debuted, okay? I believe that... Uh, it. Uh, gosh, how many years ago was it? I mean, it was just like, the crowd is like, what the F is this, right? And so it was the same kind of reaction with Karrion Cross tonight. Obviously, I was not in San Diego, but I can't imagine that there were too many people standing on their feet and going, yeah, there were probably like some dads uh, who were watching this or grandfathers at this point. Like, what, what the hell is Demolition doing on TV? Like, are these guys back? They've killed the guy. They've killed the guy. They've for, absolutely killed the guy. For people who are watching on our YouTube, I, I guess everyone is watching on our YouTube right now. But tomorrow and, and later on, it, it looked a little something, something like something like this. Yeah, <laughs> I love how Jack's name is underneath of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, looking good, Jack. Yes. <laughs> and thanks to Manscaped, I can feel confident wearing this outfit. Uh. So, I mean, maybe if maybe if he was rocking those boots, it'd be it'd work. But it's I I I don't know. I I was really hoping that uh, I, I I keep feeling like like so many things with Raw. Just keep it simple. Just do what he was doing. Why are they doing all adding all this stuff? And I don't get it. I don't get it. But so I'm uh, still laughing at that picture. <laughs> Uh, but I'm glad Ricochet got time on TV. Uh, he always to get destroyed, good. yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I, I'm sure uh, there's a few people in catering that would have loved that spot. Uh, 
but uh, yeah. Um, yeah, again, they, man, they just keep getting in their own way. They keep adding stuff that he doesn't need, and he just he's looking ridiculous now. Someone in the costume department feels like they're really trying to get their uh, their hands on these straps. They felt like they weren't fitting right. They were like kind of loose. Oh, it was just it was just bad. It was just absolutely bad. There's no other way to say it. It was crap. It was yeah. just crap. Sorry. I know people ask about Scarlet. She's has time off for for some reason. So it's not like creatively why she's not on TV right now. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, at least not on uh, uh, that. That's why she wasn't on NXT main roster. Who knows yeah. what, what they're going to do with her? Yeah. Um, so I don't know. It, Cross got a win, so I guess that's that's good there. Even though it feels like I, I don't know the way he dresses. I guess my last thing is it feels like like before the show we all get on. If it was like Halloween, we're like, hey, should we all grab something real quick and look like we're dressed up? Uh, I don't know. This is sitting right next to me. Let me just put these suspenders on real quick. <laughs> like, yeah, because to your point, they don't even look like they fit. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. it's like DDP back in the day when he'd have like a cigar and these weird rings and you know like all this other just random sunglasses just. Just everything he could find before he became a superstar, and then he toned it down. But um, yeah, um, yeah, you know, even when even in NXT when he started wearing the three hundred trunks, I was like, he yeah. doesn't need that. It just kind of takes away when when you're when you've got that kind of a, a presence. You, you, when you put on stuff like that, it just it takes away from the presentation. Yeah, my, my buddy and I, we always argue about the, those trunks because, like, we don't really know. Like, Karen Cross acts like a normal guy backstage, and then he acts like a, a warrior in the ring. It didn't really make sense uh, right. in his NXT days. But now, I don't know. I, I don't know. Let's, let's move on to something I do know, and I know Logan Paul. Logan Paul is a uh, gets a reaction. He got a huge reaction, it seemed like, today. Uh, we see him making fun of Baron Corbin. We see him hanging out with the Viking Raiders, but then he comes out on moist TV. Uh, people hate him. Uh, and then the Miz comes out and people hate the Miz. And it felt weird. It felt like they hated everybody in this scene. Uh, but it really just comes down to the whole thing is really to set up a match with Woods versus Miz and Morrison cost Miz the match. And then Miz throws Morrison through the barbershop window. Uh, Raj, the breakup happened. We alluded to it earlier. This, to me, felt like actually a big moment on Raw in a lot of ways. It did. So it actually started off with Morrison coming out without The Miz. And so they were kind of teasing it from right there, called out Logan Paul. Logan Paul was promoting his brother Jake Paul's fight with Tyrone Woodley this weekend. And then Miz came out. And then Logan kind of just, you know, him and Miz got into it for a sec. You know, not physically, but verbally. And then after a couple minutes, Logan just was like, all right, I'm seeing, I'm, I'm leaving. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> so awkward the way they, they did his exit. And yeah, Kofi Kingston, he wasn't at SummerSlam last night. He wasn't here tonight. So it was just Xavier Woods. They did the singles match. And God, this, I, it just felt like it went forever. And between the segment and the match, I was just, I was just trying to stop myself from like checking, you know, like, you know, paying my bills and, and doing stuff like that just because it was just getting boring. This did feel like they were filling up some time here. But I, again, I think this is, I think the breakup's actually really big. I think, I, I think this will be a good thing for Morrison in a lot of ways too, to 
break out and go off on his own. But yeah, Logan Paul, it felt like they expected everyone to love him, but it seemed like the crowd was not into him. I don't really know who Logan Paul is outside of the, his brother's a boxer. I don't really know the details or why people hate him so much, uh, but not a fan of him. He was at WrestleMania. Yeah, but he, but did, is, is he, cause he's like a YouTuber, right? Or a, yeah. And, and a celebrity boxer. He's it's, it's funny with celebrities nowadays. Cause he's like, so huge, so popular in that community, like every you know, and and people in their teens and twenties, they all know who Logan Paul is. But you talk to someone in their forties, they have no idea who this guy is, or or their thirties, or yeah. in, not obviously with some exceptions. But it's all these little pockets where you find celebrities now. Whereas before, you know, it, it seemed a little more universal. But um, I mean, I know of him. I just I don't like follow his like. Career. I don't really know. I, I was just surprised that people hate him so much in the arena. Even when the Miz was trying to like be the bad guy, people were still just booing everything. It seemed like they, well, they had to have known it because every time he's been on, he's been booed. <laughs> that's kind of his persona, though. Like he, yeah. he's kind of the heel kind of a guy. So um, I, I didn't mind him being there tonight. I didn't think that it made a whole hell of a lot of sense to bring him on, only to have him kind of just excuse himself when uh Miz and Morrison got into their little melee um so I guess it was just to get some headlines was the reason that he was here because uh, you know, sure as hell didn't need him to set up a match on Raw um but here's here's my thing I, you're talking about rushing angles man like the Miz and Morrison they've been together for so long and now they're gonna settle the score next week on Raw like right. give me a freaking break man Stretch oh it's not at least to the pay-per-view <laughs> No, they're going to wrestle every week, and then it'll probably be a pre-show match. Yeah, by, we, got, you know. we got nine more of these. <laughs> but still, the first one should have been on pay-per-view. Yeah. It, they're big enough stars. You know, Miz was WWE champion this year. Um, Four months ago. Yeah. So yeah. just to be like, uh, and now you, I even tweet, I'm like, please don't do this match next week and over and over. Please save it for the pay-per-view. It's... It's been going on long enough. They've been together for such a long time. Make it feel like a big deal as opposed to a throwaway match. By doing it just the following week, you make it feel like a throwaway match. And they're, they're going the throwaway match route. Well, uh, hopefully it... Uh, I don't know. I, I feel like both guys are great, and hopefully it pays off a little bit more. But uh, we will see in the chat, though. We've got a couple of comments here. King Rail says, Cross is done. They built him up just to kill him on his debut. I don't see him recovering from this mishandling. Feels like he has heat with someone. I mean, it's going to be tough, but I feel like there's got to be, there are people who have been down farther than this that have come back, I think. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's not a hot start, but I do think, I think he could recover, but they need to stop. They need to stop coming up with ideas for him and just let him, right. you know, to just, just. I mean, as mentioned, they got Carrillo backstage. They've got Drew Gulak backstage. They've got Angel Garza backstage. Just have him beat people up for a few weeks and like do vignettes. Yeah, those used to work. Yeah, they. Mm. St- Sometimes boys, they still do. Boys, you, no, you, 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 you both are kidding yourselves right now. Like, King Rail is spot on. This guy is cooked. Take him off of TV for six months. Figure out oh. another gimmick. Repackage him because this, this particular version of Karrion Cross is D-O-A. Jeez. Wow. Bleak. I, I don't agree with that. I think he can recover. 
We need we'll to start clipping, clipping some of our predictions out. And someone in the chat needs to start holding our feet to the fire when we're right and wrong about things. <laughs> yeah. Maybe not. I feel like I'd be wrong about everything <laughs> I say. But, uh, Jack says, okay, Raj, let's say you have a brother. Does stupid shit. And people crap on your company because of brother's mistakes. That's why everyone shit on Logan. Okay. Ooh, that's two S bombs from you, Mister Farmer. Man, there goes our there goes our yeah. family friendly PG rating. Explicit tags now on everything all over social media. So, uh, Jax, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, Jake is the he's the better boxer, right? If I'm not mistaken, so he's the one that beat Ben Askren, Logan Paul. Got beat by Mayweather, but lasted. But um, yeah, I think Jake is the one that is the actual good boxer. The other one's more reality, but like or YouTube or whatever. Like I said, I I know of them. I just I don't know their. Yeah. I don't know why people hate them so much. But it sounds like they're just like uh, the risque people that do things yeah, that I, get. Yeah, I don't know clicks. anything. I don't. I don't know much about them outside of those those fights. Yeah. Um. Well, we had, uh, speaking of uh, fights, Reggie almost got into a fight today, but he got away by handing ice cream to uh, Tazawa and R-Truth. Was this a shot at the CM Punk ice cream thing, or is this just a coincidence? Mm. Wait, wait, how, how would it be? It's because they gave away free ice cream after CM Punk's uh, mm. whole thing. I don't know. I didn't even think about that. You might be reading a little bit too much into it there, but that's, that's pretty funny. Um, am I the only one who thinks that the Reggie gimmick is already growing stale? I love Reggie. <laughs> I love Reggie too. <laughs> but I don't think he should be on every week. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think I would love to see him in matches and not just like out around town. Right. Or if they did the thing like where he's doing this stuff like in the corridors where like fans are, you know, like. Yeah, like mix it up. That'd be cool. Uh, so people are like there and you can see them with their cameras and they could post like, oh, I was right there, you know, and stuff like that. Uh, that would be cool. I'm, I'm kind of behind, uh, over like the pre-film stuff. I like Reggie, though. I like seeing him flip around. Uh, Sam Austin says, Google Logan Paul Japan Forest to find out why he's booed. Don't. It's pretty gruesome. Did WWE pay him to appear or did he pay to promote a fight? I, I don't. I'm not sure. Um yeah, uh, usually WWE pays for these appearances, so I, I would guess that they did. Yeah, I can't imagine that he was paid for this, especially because it's his brother who's fighting coming up, not him. So I'm sure that he he got a little bit of little bit of change coming out of this one. Mm -hmm. It also wouldn't shock me if this was setting up some kind of Logan Paul match soon. Um, then. Uh, Later on, uh, we have a few more things here. Uh, a couple quick uh, backstage promos where um, Baszler and Ripley, uh, or uh, uh, Baszler and Jax say that they are unstoppable when they work together. Uh, and Ripley and Ash say, let's go have a match together. Um, Am I forgetting something? Did, didn't Nia and Shayna split? Like, didn't they get in a fight? They're always split. There's no teams in, in on Raw that are just like, hey, we're teams, except for New Day. I could have sworn that they had like a violent clash after they lost or something. And that's when uh, maybe I'm just misremembering. I don't know. They had some uh, heat with Reggie. 
Yeah. But then Nia eventually sided with Shayna on that one. Right. And then Nia teamed with Flair and Baszler didn't like it. But yeah. So I guess they never did split. No. Officially. Okay. I, I, for some reason, I thought they did. Uh, and then also RK Bro says, don't do anything stupid. Before we get to Jinder versus Mansoor, uh, Mansoor says, Ali, don't help me out until Jinder beats him so bad he gets disqualified. Maybe Ali should have got involved. Raj, is, uh, is Mansoor wrong? Should he listen to, to Ali? Look, I'm sure they're taking this story week by week. They don't know what they're going to do next week or where it's headed. So, you know, I I always assume that at the end, uh, Mansoor and Ali start feuding. But I don't see that feud going far. You kind of see where they're pegged. So, yeah, yeah, the one positive I'll say is at least they were mixing up the matches this week. There weren't as many repeat matches uh, as they've been having. So this was new. This wasn't Mansoor versus uh, T-Bar or, you know, uh, Thank God for that. Chains or whatever. <laughs> I don't know his name is. Do you know, you if got... you said that confidently, I'd question, like, is his name Chains? <laughs> <laughs> See, all these days of wrestling now, my mind is kind of fried. Chains. T-Bar like... and... Uh... Mace. <laughs> Mace. <laughs> Chains wrestling. Chains, um, Chains was a member with, of the... With a Z. Yeah, Chains with the Z. He was one of the... That one group. Do you guys the biker think it's, group. It, it's yeah. possible that this uh, Mansoor and uh, Mustafa Ali feud uh, runs and then uh, they have their blow off at Crown Jewel? That seems to make sense to me. Yeah. Possibly. Yeah, I, we're I, only a couple months away. Yeah. I think, Raj, you're pretty spot on. I feel like they don't really know what exactly is going to happen with this. I think they just kind of slate in some time. But, at the end, but maybe it is made up week in, week out. But I feel like this kind of worked out. Jinder came off looking dominant and strong. We see that Mansoor does need Ali for some, I think it did its job. It wasn't the most exciting part of the show, but I think it did its job. I think it was supposed to do. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing. I, I didn't think it was short. It was, it, it featured different people, different match. I, I liked it overall. Yeah. Uh, Alpha drum. DOA. Thank you. DOA. That's right. Yeah. Chains and Just skulls and crush. Yeah. Uh, and then backstage, we've got McIntyre and Priest getting chummy, talking about grabbing drinks. Uh, something we talked about before, because it looks like we're going to possibly get Sheamus versus Bobby Lashley next week. Kind of like what we were talking about. I have a feeling we're going to get McIntyre versus Priest coming up uh, eventually. I think these these guys aren't going to be chummy for too long. Uh, Raj, am I reading too far into that one? I... McIntyre versus Priest, is that happening? Uh, I mean, they're both baby faces. I don't see them turning heel anytime soon. So, yeah, I don't see them. I don't see them squaring off yet, unless they try. You know, unless they turn Drew heel, and I could see them doing that at some point. You know what they could do is he comes out and beats him in three seconds, and, <laughs> <laughs> and then we all hate him. Uh, uh, Chuck, any any takeaway from? Uh, Drew and McIntyre, or uh, Drew, Mac- Drew and uh, Damian hanging out. I, I thought that it was it was really funny, but you know what? It's funny that you say that you kind of got that hint that maybe Drew's going to go for that title at some point, and I was thinking the exact same thing. It was very subtle, but I do believe that that seed was planted tonight. So uh, we'll, we'll see. That, that line at the end about um, 
with, with Damian Priest telling McIntyre to put on some pants. I thought that that was line of the night, though. I thought that that was fantastic. Yeah, that was <laughs> that was great. Uh, so we have another promo after that. Charlotte, she comes out to the ring, 12-time champion, doesn't need her family to do it, which was a little wink, wink, nudge, nudge, I think. Um, she's the champion. It looks like her next challenger is Alexa Bliss. Raj, I know you are so excited about seeing this title matchup down the line. First of all, I thought Charlotte was great in this promo. Um, there was a weird production error or something where they started playing her music, like, in the middle of her promo. So I was like, Charlotte being interrupted by Charlotte? What's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, gosh, I thought this was such a money spot for someone from NXT to be called up an Io Shirai, Dakota Kai. Someone like that. Bring up someone. We need more, uh, you know, we need more women in the mix uh, on Raw. And, you know, we're seeing Rhea, Nikki, and, and Charlotte every week. So I thought this was the perfect opportunity. They didn't do it. It's alexa bliss and look normal alexa bliss i'm all for it voodoo alexa bliss with the winking doll that (laughs) that knocks people out i'm not so i i i i I feel bad for charlotte in this are you telling me though that eva marie isn't a proper stepping stone to a title match for alexa bliss i mean that's the succession that i see in my head eva marie championship (laughs) match right there She's the gatekeeper, Eva Marie. You got to get through Eva Marie if you want a shot at that title. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, but I'm telling you, if they have Charlotte getting freaked out by that doll and, and going in the Firefly, you know, whatever she called the Alexis Playground, it's just going to. It's She is the best women's star that they have with alongside Sasha and, and, uh, and Becky right now. And just putting her in that kind of silly shit, it's not going to do her any favors. I mean, all jokes aside, Alexa Bliss is the only person that, the only women's wrestler that's really gotten wins that isn't a part of either Nikki Ash or Rhea Ripley. Oh, so Nikki Ash hasn't really gotten wins either. Well, I, <laughs> but to my point, I mean, I guess she kind of is the number one contender. She won a match, so <laughs> I don't know who else who who else has won a match in the women's division that is didn't just get a title shot. Well, Nia hasn't lost any. Usually, it's always when her and Shayna tag, it's always Shayna getting the loss. So, you could have put Nia in there. That's true. That actually kind of been done, but still. I mean, it would have been different than what we've gotten for the past month or so. But uh, Elias is dead. Long live Elias, the WWE superstar. Chuck, are we, should we take anything from these promos, or is it just going to be a re-debut of Elias? Like, is he going to be a, a woodsy guy? It looks like he's going to be some guy from the woods after this. Yeah, man, and what, what hat was he wearing? Like, is he doing that old-school park ranger hat on top of his, you know, T-shirt and jeans? Like, I, I didn't really know where this was going, but, I mean, what is this, week three, week four of the vignettes of the death of Elias? I'm kind of ready for the resurrection and to see where this is actually going to go. I don't necessarily have high hopes for it, but I do think that he's a sneaky, talented individual, so I, I'm willing to give him a chance. I'll put it to you that way. Don't don't have a lot of optimism, but I will give him a chance. Yeah, Alfred, is, is Elias a new taker? You know, it's funny because when I saw him in that white hat, I thought of Shawn Michaels. Remember when Shawn Michaels did the white hat when he was feuding with The Undertaker? Uh, that's what that reminded me of was, was that look kind of. But uh, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, you know, to your point, 
hopefully they got something cool in mind because there there have been a lot of misses lately. Their their video packages lately don't sync up with what they actually debut as because even Eva Marie was all about like leading. I mean, I guess she she had Dewdrop, but a lot of her vignettes didn't actually mean anything compared to what she was. Same with Liv Morgan when she came back when she was like in the bathtub and stuff. It it's just kind of like, hey, I'm coming, and then they just sort of do whatever they were going to do anyways. Or Mojo it's, when he was looking in the broken mirror and he had half his face painted. Yeah, so I don't know. Maybe I, he might just come back as regular old Elias. Like I said, I thought he looked like Chuck. To your point, a a park ranger, uh, <laughs> but maybe he is the new Undertaker. I don't know. But I, Chuck, I agree with you. I think he's incredibly entertaining. So if he gets a shot and gets a chance to to do something with whatever they're doing, I'm sure he'll be fine with it. Um, who, who is a park ranger in WCW? Uh, I, I believe they had a park ranger gimmick. They had, uh, I keep thinking of the Buddy... Uh, Buddy Lee Parker? Buddy Lee Parker, but that's no. he, was a, he was a drill sergeant. Yeah. Um, You're not thinking of the Mountie, are you? That'd no. WF. No. No, I think they had somebody. I can't think who it is. It's going to kill me now, but... Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm someone, gonna remember, someone in the chat will get it. Like at 3 a.m., I'm going to sit up in a cold <laughs> sweat. Like. <laughs> I mean, uh, Boss Man was a guardian angel for a little bit. It's, it's not him. <laughs> uh so um, while the chat's looking at that, so uh, Nikki A.S.H. and Rhea Ripley do have a match against uh, Shayna Baszler and Nia Jackson. Even though Jackson Baszler say they're unstoppable, this ragtag team thrown together gets the win. Um, I, I, it would seem that Rhea Ripley and Nikki A.S.H. would be next to get tag team title shots. I don't really know where else this would go with all that. Raj, uh, anything to take away from this match? No, it just felt like filler. Just felt like something to kill time. Mm. I, I disagree. I think that there's something there. You know, it goes back to what we were talking about at the top of the show with Becky. And, you know, you see something work one time. Well, let's go ahead and do that again. I'm kind of getting the impression that Rhea Ripley and Nikki A.S.H. are going to turn into the female versions of RK Bro. They're going to be this odd couple pairing of a tag team since, you know, Vince seems to get his jollies from this kind of wacky stuff. It, it, it'll be better for what they've had recently. So, yeah. is there a tag team besides New Day that are actual friends on Raw? I guess Omos <laughs> and AJ are. are yeah, Omos and AJ have not had dissension yet. I don't know if they're friends, but yeah, they haven't had dissension. I guess. <laughs> they might not like each other, but thank you, uh-huh. Doom Tribe T, Ranger Ross, Ranger Ross, <laughs> David Montalvo. Thank you guys. I probably well, wouldn't have remembered that, but so I appreciate you guys saying that. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, again, similar to the, the women's championship, I don't really know who else would be a contender for the tag championship. So I feel like they'd have to be the contenders here. Uh, are, the, who, win. are the women's tag titles, they're not even mentioned on raw anymore. It's like only on SmackDown, right? I think is it's, it's, it's Natty and Tamina, right? Yeah. But they and I think Natty's hurt, right? Right. But they still no. she was, well, she was on SmackDown this past Friday. Oh yeah. yeah, oh, Natty's yeah. Back. oh, well. No. <laughs> <laughs> but it just seems like I, I don't know have they been on raw in a while even when she before she was injured i don't know it doesn't yeah. matter i don't i don't know uh <laughs> it's, i think it's been a minute yeah um so uh there's a quick promo morrison says he wants miz next week we kind of chat about that already so we'll get into that uh the final part of the show rk bro celebration uh matt riddle uh sets up balloons sets up all sorts of pyro 
my favorite part of the night was when you could see Matt Riddle singing our, uh, Randy Orton's song, uh, They Talk to Me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, anyways, uh, AJ comes out. They say, let's have a match. So, hey, they do. Um, good match. We've seen it before, but uh, AJ and Riddle always do good stuff. It ends when Randy Orton helps save Riddle by hitting him with a scooter and then hitting an RKO on AJ Styles. This is a good, feel-good ending to the show, I thought. Uh, Chuck, how did you like the way the RK bro celebration went out? Loved it. I, I, you know, I love everything about it. You know, my, my notes say verbatim stupid, but made me laugh. And the crowd was also genuinely into this, right? So we talked about manipulating the sound a little bit tonight, but they did not have to do that with the RK bro. I mean, you could see people on their feet chanting, screaming, cheering, clapping their hands. They were into this, man. I was into this. I think that this is great. And I really do hope all right, let me just pray right now. Dear God, please, please, please keep these two together for at least six months. Give us something to enjoy because this is uh, perhaps the most entertaining thing that Raw has had in quite some time. Long live RK Bro. Please send me a T-shirt right now. Yeah, I want that. I want that snake skin with the pink shoulder things that uh, that Riddle was wearing. I, I think, and Raj... For you, I was going to say, um, and Chuck, much to your point, it feels like there's not a lot of feel-good stuff on, on Raw in a long time. This is one of the few things that is like, this makes me smile, makes me happy. It's like a feel-good thing going on. Uh, I thought this ending was tremendous. Uh, any thoughts on how they ended the show tonight? I, I, li- I liked it too. You know, one of the things that always bothers me, w- w- would bother me a lot of times, is when they do a title change on a pay-per-view. And then they have the person that won the title just lose the next night, right? On, I mean, they did that with Nikki A.S.H. Um, you know, just the, the following night, so they don't get any momentum. So I like that, you know, one of them wasn't beaten here. They got the win. Omos still looked like a monster. He got, Randy Orton got to use the scooter uh, that <laughs> Riddle gave to him as a gift on Omos. So uh, I like it. I, look, I know... Um, People think at some point Orton's going to turn on Riddle. I always thought it would be kind of neat if Riddle turned on Orton, but I just can't see Riddle as a heel now after all this time. Um, <laughs> but yeah. This is the hottest thing they got going. Keep it going. Don't end it prematurely. I think they could keep it going until WrestleMania. Have the split you know, after the Royal Rumble or at the Royal Rumble match at WrestleMania if they can keep them apart for that long. And you know why I'm confident about this one, uh, WWE not necessarily screwing this up, is because you have a guy like Randy Orton in there. Mm-hmm. And when you have those top names in there, they somehow figure out how not to screw up a storyline. So I am, uh, you know what? I really do think that this could last. I think that we could get those six months that we were just praying for. Mm-hmm. And what's great about, one of my favorite things about, like I said, it's one of the few things on, on the show that has that feel good kind of like, yeah, there's wrestlers I like, but I'm not like I'm not necessarily they're not necessarily feel good moments. This is feel good moment, but I could see all four of these guys in world title contention down the road once this whole thing is is over. All of them are great. All of them look great. I love just the how clever it was that they gave Randy Orton this silly scooter, but then that's what he used on Omos, and then it still makes Omos look tough, but it gives Randy Orton a chance to take him down with it. And it's, I don't know, just a great ending to the show. Uh, I probably like the show more than I would have had it not had such a good ending to it but uh 
Yeah, I like it. I hope they stay a team for as long as uh, as long as it works. Ride it till the wheels fall off, I say. And man, AJ at 44 to be doing this like on a weekly basis, you know, and to look as good as he does. It's it's amazing. Yeah, he's he, he's phenomenal. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, th- that does it for the show, though, guys. Any final thoughts on this episode? Uh, Chuck, we'll start with you. Any, I guess, overall thoughts, final thoughts looking back on this episode? Definitely an above average Raw. Uh, so often after uh, pay-per-views or actually any other Monday night, uh, we're, we're so disappointed after the show goes off of the air. But uh, this one kind of gave me the feels in a couple of spots and definitely ended on the high note. So uh, this is a very positive thing for WWE. Fingers crossed they can keep up doing some good stuff moving forward. Um, and everybody, before you go to bed tonight, please say a little prayer for Karrion Cross because God knows he needs it. I, I'll agree. I thought it was above average. I feel like the bar is kind of low right now. Uh, you know, again, it, there was like six matches in three hours. And um, I don't know. It's just I really w- would like them to shake things up, have more talent on the show. Keep you don't need to have Xavier Woods versus The Miz be 20 minutes. So, you know, that's that's where I'm at. But I thought this was better than recent weeks. It does feel like that draft can't come soon enough or the shakeup can't. But what happens enough. when they do the draft is you get the new people, they put them in feuds, and then those feuds start happening every week. Yeah. So, you know, you, you get back into the same cycle pretty quickly. Is there um, – so the, the that is going to be in October, and between that and now we have Extreme Rules. Is it before or after? Extreme Rules is cool. September 27th, 8th? Something like that, that that Sunday in in late September, and then Crown Jewel in October. Doesn't sound like I don't know if they're doing another pay per view in October. Usually it's Crown Jewel and one other one, but uh, you're yeah. in Survivor Series in November. Wow, feels like Survivor Series it's coming up quick. We just had SummerSlam. But, I know. Um, it's already WrestleMania season. It's already WrestleMania <laughs> season. Uh, well, I think uh, I think that does it for for all of us. Of course, the endless news cycle of wrestling does not stop. You got to follow Wrestling Inc. on Twitter and all social media. Check out WrestlingInc.com. It's got a brand new layout, by the way, which is fancy. So check that out. Uh, and of course, make sure to check out the NXT After Show, which is uh, tomorrow. We also got the AEW After Show on Wednesday. Raj gets to take a break on Thursdays, and then Friday we do uh, SmackDown and Rampage. And Zuki Enigma in the chat says, "I heard Karen Cross walk past a cemetery, and two guys went after him with a shovel." Hey, oh! <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah, lots of stuff. Make sure everyone follows along. Uh, I think that does it for us. I think we'll wrap it up on that. We'll end it on that. Make sure to get yourself a Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0. I'm Jack Farmer. He's Chuck Carroll. And he's Raj Geary. Uh, Thank you, guys. And we will see you tomorrow for the NXT After Show on Wrestling Inc. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.